breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news, a firefighter is being treated for injuries after a fire at an auto shop in southeast Travis County. You see these photos here showing just how intense it got and some video as well. It started around 1130 last night at this shop near FM 812 and FM 973. This is just south of the airport. Yeah, firefighters were able to put out the fire, but they're working to figure out exactly what caused it. First warning weather. Finally, Friday here, Kristen Curry has the morning off. Rich Siegel is helping us out this morning, and we're on a string of yes. gorgeous days. Oh, my gosh. We have been warmer than normal for the whole week, wow. and we'll stay warmer than normal into the weekend. We may have a little bit of rain to end the month, but the wow. operative words are little bit. Right. All right. Good morning, everyone. As uh, Tom said, Kristen has the morning off. She will be back on Monday. We start out with a live look at clouds and radar while the satellite indicating that we have a few high clouds and that's about it. But we're clear downtown. The West Shore Homes camera here at our KXCN TV studio showing a clear sky. 62 degrees in Austin. By contrast, 44 in San Saba, 49 at Dripping Springs. And then for most of the rest of the area, we're in the 50s right now. We are as much as 5 to 15 degrees chillier this morning than we were yesterday. We won't have any fog to deal with this morning either as we have a north wind at around 5 to 10 miles an hour. The wind speeds will pick up later on as we get into the afternoon. By 8 o'clock, we're in the 50s. We're approaching 70 by noon on our way to a high this afternoon of 76 under a sunny sky. What we will be talking about here for the rest of the morning, well, the effects of the cold front, what it will do to our weather, stellar weekend forecast for you, and might we see a little bit of rain to end the month? We'll talk all about that uh, this morning here in First Morning Weather. Sally. Well, Austin ISD students are learning that a pandemic era grading system may actually affect their class rankings. The district is recalculating the class rank for hundreds of high school seniors. And KXAM Sam Stark talks to a parent who worries about the implication this recalculation may have on students' college plans. It just adds another layer of complexity and stress to what's already a stressful time. Like hundreds of other parents in the district, Sharon Vane learned this week that her high school senior son's ranking may be affected due to an issue with how grades were scored in the spring of 2020. During the semester, students received a P for pass or an I for incomplete instead of a numerical grade. We didn't really think about it um, because we didn't think we needed to. High school students in Texas who meet a certain threshold are automatically enrolled in certain universities. For example, students who rank in the top 6% of their class are automatically eligible to go to the University of Texas at Austin. And those who rank in the top 10% can automatically be eligible for Texas A&M University. Whether you made those cutoffs is a really big deal. And what if you discovered, oh, I thought I was top 11%, but I'm actually top 10%. How am I going to resolve that? AISD said the issue will not affect a student's cumulative GPA, but it is possible a student could be ranked higher or lower than they thought they were. So we certainly understand that any time there is an unexpected change, um, that can be very nerve-wracking, can be very stressful for families. We recognize that. We want to work with them, understand how we can help provide support for that. Vane says her son is going to college out of state, so the recalculation likely won't affect his admissions. Still, she wants answers. Well, I'm hopeful um, that the district will be explaining um, why this happened, how this happened, and what they're going to be doing to support students' success in the face of these recalculations. Sam Stark, KXAN News.
The district tells us if a student's admission into a university was based off a ranking that may no longer be accurate because of this glitch, the offer to attend the university will still stand. Students of immigrant families may be able to get financial aid for college through a temporary workaround. That's according to the Texas Tribune. There has been an issue with the revamped free application for federal student aid, FAFSA, and the new FAFSA launched at the end of December. But there is a glitch and it's preventing parents who don't have a social security number from completing that form, which they should be able to do now. So for now, students can submit their applications without a parent's signature in order to meet school deadlines. The Education Department says once that glitch is fixed, students will need to correct their form. An application could be rejected if it doesn't eventually have that parent signature. Federal officials are hoping for a fix by the first half of March. Applications are due March 15th. Former President Trump continues to push against a case against him over classified documents. He pled not guilty last June at 37 criminal counts relating to his handling of the materials. And now he's filed several motions to dismiss the case. The four motions argue that the case brought on by special counsel Jack Smith should be dismissed on the grounds of presidential immunity. Also saying that Smith's appointment as special counsel was unlawful. They also say that Smith charged Trump with statutes that should not apply to the former president's behavior. That argument is based on unclear precedent in the Constitution. The motions also argue that Trump should have been able to have custody of these documents in question even after he was president. And they say that's because of the Presidential Records Act. Days after a leading opposition leader died, the United States says more economic pain is coming to Russian leader Vladimir Putin. President Biden is expected to impose multiple sanctions on Russia later on today. The White House expects more than 500 separate punishments on what it calls the Russian defense industrial base and sources of the revenue for the Russian economy. Biden said the sanctions will hold Russia accountable for the death last week of Russian op leader Alexei Navalny. All sanctions will be rolled out by the Treasury and the state. Round Rock is moving forward with plans to build shops, restaurants, homes, and office space. These are some of the renderings of this project known as the District. City Council approved an agreement, an amended agreement with the developer. The three million square foot community will be built off SH-45 and Greenlawn Boulevard. The developer is gonna to need to invest $500 million to create 5,000 jobs. It also needs to make a $25 million investment in infrastructure. Heading back to space, the Texas team helping put Americans back on the moon. Plus a ruling over a Texas team punished for his dreadlocks. Why the judge says the school district isn't wrong. Good morning, the Harris County Medical Examiner's Office is releasing 11-year-old Audrey Cunningham's cause of death. Officials say Audrey died of homicidal violence with blunt head trauma. Search teams found her body in the Trinity River north of Houston. The discovery came days after law enforcement issued an Amber Alert. Don Stephen McDougall has been charged with capital murder in her death. He lived in a camper behind Audrey's father and grandmother's home. A lawyer for the family of a black high school student say they will appeal a legal setback in their case after a Texas judge yesterday ruled a school district can punish 18-year-old Daryl George for the length of his dreadlocks. The judge said the Barbers Hill Independent School District's hairstyle policies do not violate what's known as the Crown Act. That's the law that prohibits race-based hair discrimination at work, schools, and other places. State Representative Jolanda Jones says the district misinterpreted the law. I'm heartbroken 
the ruling was worse. When I accompanied Daryl and his mom to the car, I saw a child who was crying and he was confused and he was upset and he didn't understand. The ruling means George will continue to be in school suspension after refusing to cut his hair at the start of the school year. There is a new way to access crime data where you live in Austin, how police plan to make sure it's reliable. Why Austin leaders are pulling out of a contract aimed at helping people who are homeless. Texas baseball team back in action this weekend, hoping to send a few more baseballs into their newest feature at Dishball Field. I've got more on that coming up. Good morning. It is Friday, the 23rd of February, and you're looking at a live picture from the Rock and Dirt Yard camera down there in Buda. Hope you're having a nice start to your day, a nice peaceful start uh, as we kick off here on KXAN News today. For the first time in more than half a century, Americans are back on the moon. And as Tom Costello reports, it took a Texas company to make it happen. Leave it to a 14-foot robot named Odysseus to stick the first U.S. moon landing since Apollo. What we can confirm, without a doubt, is our equipment is on the surface of the moon. Houston-based Intuitive Machines, now the first private company to successfully land on the moon. Houston, Odysseus has found his new home. But now, troubleshooting a communications issue. And lift off. Go SpaceX. Go IM-1 and the Odysseus lunar lander. Odysseus launched on a SpaceX rocket just seven days ago, sending back spectacular photos of Earth as it rocketed towards the lunar south pole. On board six NASA experiments. The ice water on the pole makes it NASA's target zone when astronauts return in just a few years. This is the south pole of the moon. That's correct. In a NASA simulator, we saw the hostile conditions they'll have to navigate. The sun hanging very low on the horizon. Those shadows are so long. To cut costs, NASA has hired 14 private companies to run advanced experiments on the moon, though many could fail. It's really, really difficult to land on the moon. I mean, there's no air or to slow you down so you can't use parachutes. The Odysseus lander will only have 12 to 13 days before its solar power runs out. Just getting there is mission accomplished. Tom Costello, NBC News. So the last time Americans landed on the moon, December 11th, 1972. And now in 2024, the Odysseus spacecraft has ties, of course, to the Longhorns with UT <laughs> Aerospace engineers helping intuitive machines precisely target and point its lander toward its destination. How, How cool that? to be part of that Very, project. Yes, exactly. <laughs> It's also cool to talk about this weather today. We have comfortable air. It's not going to be as warm as it was over the past two days. It, it won't warm. be in the 80s. But we have some really comfortable temperatures for you today. Can't wait to tell you all Good. about it. Good. All right. Let's do it. Let, let us start out with a live look from the Austonian, where we are mostly clear, if not completely clear. Have a few high, thin clouds that have been passing through in the upper flow during the overnight hours. 62 degrees right now 
in downtown Austin. Temperatures will warm from the 50s and 60s this morning to noontime temperatures in the mid and upper 60s to around 70. And then look at these numbers for the afternoon. Low to mid 70s for a good chunk of the area and then it warms up tomorrow and again on Sunday and then again on Monday. Overnight low temperatures will drop into the 40s area wide for tomorrow morning and then we will be a couple of degrees warmer tomorrow afternoon on a really nice final weekend of this month. Wind gusts will be a little uh, higher today than they were yesterday. For the most part in the afternoon, we'll get around 15 to 20, and that may be about all we'll see. But we do have some stronger winds coming, not Saturday. Saturday we'll still find around 10 to 15 plus, but it's Sunday where we'll have some wind gusts in excess of 25 miles an hour, especially in areas along and east of I-35. Wildfire danger today is uh, moderate as it is for tomorrow we, uh, because of the strong wind gust potential for the afternoon. This is what's going on across the state at this hour. We have the cold front having raced through the state right now passing through the lower valley and the flow behind uh, the front leaves us with a north wind and a very docile weather pattern for today. Just a few thin passing clouds during the nighttime hours and the same thing for Sunday morning. But otherwise, it's a bright sky all weekend long. All right, from the First Warning Weather Center, sunny today, a north wind at 10 to 15 this afternoon. High today, 76, clear tonight. North to northwest wind under 5, overnight low 49. Seven-day forecast will have us at 78 tomorrow, 81 on Sunday. I mean, this is a great weather weekend coming up. We'll find breezy conditions on Sunday, the mid-80s on Monday with a partly cloudy sky, a bit more cloud cover Tuesday, high 84, and then we'll drop into the lower 70s on Wednesday with some breezy north winds behind a front and further drop with a low chance of rain Thursday, 20% chance and a high of 67. Tom? Thank you, Rich. Members of City Council are worried that Austin will not have a clear picture of how your tax dollars are helping the homeless community. As Nabil Ramadan explains, the City Council canceled a $2 million contract with a firm that was going to review services for people experiencing homelessness. During a February 7th Public Health Committee meeting, the number of homeless have not decreased but in fact have increased. City Manager Jesus Garza took the dais to talk homelessness in Austin. It is our intent to be able to serve the poor and vulnerable in a more effective way, and I think the current system and the way we've approached it has not met those objectives. The plan was to hire McKinsey Company for a $2 million review of homeless services in Austin. The city would pay $1 million while Travis County Integral Care and Central Health cover the rest. It was supposed to paint a better picture of where the city should focus its money. And that's why this review is so essential, so we can understand from the, what the leading indicators are so that we can do more preventative work. My support for the McKinsey contract was based around that this was a joint venture, that Travis County would also be helping fund. Given their change in stance, you know, I would be... I have some concerns about the city putting more than one million. This memo was sent from the city manager to the council, stating we will not be proceeding with the contract. Councilmember Mackenzie Kelly released a statement saying she was deeply disappointed and was in favor of an external audit to ensure transparency and accountability in how taxpayer funds are utilized. She went on to say it's imperative that we safeguard against any possible mismanagement of funds, especially for those receiving critical services. Unfortunately, as the 
process played out. Uh, some of our other partners uh, were not quite in the same uh, place as we were in terms of wanting to, to go forward. Councilmember Ryan Alter says the focus remains on finding the best way to work together. Says all parties involved in the fight to end homelessness have plans to sit down for weekly meetings. Even though we're not moving forward with the contract, we still are going to move forward with the mission of making sure everyone knows what each other is doing and building on our efforts, not duplicating efforts. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. McKenzie Company tells us it has no comment on the cancellation. The city tells us there will not be any additional comments about the memo that was sent out. But you can see that memo for yourself over on our website, kxan.com. The global consulting firm, as we mentioned, McKinsey, made national headlines back in 2021 after its role in the U.S. opioid crisis. The company agreed to pay $600 million to settle lawsuits over its work when it advised opioid, opioid makers and the Food and Drug Administration, but it admitted no wrongdoing in that. McKinsey's top executive has said the firm has overhauled how it does business and no longer works with opioid manufacturers. All right, listen to this. A Russian national with ties to Vladimir Putin is in custody this morning. And KXAN investigators learned that they were arrested here in Austin. Court documents say a federal task force arrested Vadim Wolfson yesterday. He's a legal permanent resident of the U.S. and is the founder of the bank Otkriti, previously one of the largest privately held banks in Russia. Investigators say Wolfson moved to America around 2018. The Southern District of New York issued that federal arrest warrant. Prosecutors tell us that they secured an indictment against Wolfson and others related to money laundering and violations of the International Emergency Economic Powers Act. Court documents list two co-defendants, a Russian national and an American living in New York. Records also allege the defendants all took part in a scheme using shell companies to own and control assets worth tens of millions of dollars. They say it was all for the benefit of a Russian oligarch sanctioned and blacklisted by the Treasury Department. Online right now, investigators Dalton Huey digs into the local properties tied to this arrest. You can check it out on our website, kxan.com. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you, Longhorn baseball team back in action this evening, the first of three against Cal Poly. What we've seen at Dishfalk Field this year is a new addition that's drawing rave reviews. It's that Yeti yard out in left field. They've opened up the fence. Fans can go in there, watch from a unique angle, maybe have a chat with an opposing outfielder, and sometimes catch a home run ball, like a grand slam ball an opening night from Jalen Flores, certainly an addition this program enjoys anything to make it more lively for their home games. The excitement of just that first home run that Jalen hit was, I mean, that was so cool. And then Ryland did it the other night and they just flipped out. So I think it's going to be a big hit. I think it brings just a better atmosphere. I mean, not that it's bad, but like just adding that to our field is just, it just brings a little bit more wow to it. But not only the Yeti yard, I mean, what can you say about our fan base? We broke the the all-time attendance record on opening night and we had good crowds the next two days. Saturday was a miserable day. So I like the buzz. A perfect weekend this time around 6.30 tonight. Afternoon games on Saturday and Sunday. Both UT basketball teams on the road. The men at Kansas 5 o'clock on Saturday. UT women at Central Florida for a noon start on Saturday. Back to you. Thanks, Roger. Many of us are going to be celebrating the start of the new Austin FC season, which is this weekend. 
But Cap Metro also celebrating the opening of the McCullough Station, which is right outside of Q2 Stadium. And thanks to Q2, you can get a free ride to the game on Cap Metro. Cap Metro is also extending rail service to McCullough for kickoff, giving you more options to get there because this traffic may be a bit more backed up north of McCullough Station throughout the day. There's also this, more giant pandas on their <laughs> way to the U.S. China planning to send a new pair to the San Diego Zoo, renewing a gesture of friendship toward the U.S. After nearly all of the iconic bears on loan to the U.S. were returned as relations began to sour between the two nations. Fears over the future of so-called panda diplomacy escalated last year. You'll remember these zoos in Memphis and Washington, D.C., they actually had to return their pandas to China. It only left four pandas in the U.S., all at the zoo in Atlanta. And that loan agreement expires later on this year. San Diego Zoo officials told the Associated Press that if all permits and other requirements are approved, two bears, a male and a female, are expected to arrive as early as the end of summer. <laughs> that is a, uh, a happy twist to that story. Still ahead, for those listening on our KXAN Today podcast, thanks for being with us. Here's what we're looking at at 5. The new location breaking ground for kids in Round Rock. A sneak peek at the new YMCA pool and splash pad. 